Now I can get uh, some blackmail turn, really going on. Turn voiceover off. So, so Terry's inviting everybody to the wedding. <laughs> everybody that listens to the podcast. All the listeners to the podcast to show up. Okay, sure, but only the first 75 people are going to get to eat. <laughs> oh, that's I get fun. to eat first because I'm paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> This is the podcast that sounds funny, and this is the week of August 10th, 2021, episode 41. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. I'm your host, Keith, and with me today, Terry uh, hey. <laughs> and Joe. And apparently, I got an echo. <laughs> We're introducing uh, ourselves. Yeah. A little slow on the up uptake there, but hey, we're all probably pretty wiped out from our long weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking I'm of even that, more we, wiped out, <laughs> we like to open up with what's new. All right. So what happens now? So that would be a good thing to say. What's new? Uh, what happened this last weekend? Yeah. yeah. Who wants to go first about it? <laughs> well, I can't, I guess. You, you go first and then we'll go from there because you know. All right. Well, there's a organization, the Illinois Social Club. It started in 1920. It's a social club for blinded people all across the state of Illinois. They have an annual meeting once a year, the first Saturday in August. And so this was in 2019 they had made a motion to disband the organization in 2020 after their 100th year because they were all aging out and that nobody felt like putting on the they, program. They're all 100 years old? I wouldn't say that. Peanuts with chocolate smeared on outside is good. Nope. <laughs> and so, and so uh, they made a motion to disband, but then Corona hit. So then they postponed it until this year so. This last weekend was the last one, and uh, we, in 2019, I had tried to make a motion to uh, start doing it here in Madison County, and so some of them actually listened, or they, you know, I couldn't really make a motion, they didn't want me to, but after this last weekend, they're all saying, well, we'll see you next year in Madison County, right? I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> so. Well, some yeah. of them was saying that at the convention, they'll see us at the convention, but yeah, at the convention, maybe. We have um, a convention coming up in April, but if anybody wanted to talk more about the, what we did in Peoria. Um, but, well, yeah, and I know they disbanded, and I know that you had offered to, well, you know, if you haven't always been in Peoria, maybe we could just move the organization to Madison County, and they didn't like that idea for who knows why. But I, I guess they left the door open that if you wanted to found your uh a new uh illinois blind social group well i think entirely after discussing it and stuff i think what we could do is not starting a new organization but say using the one currently here say the madison county association of the blind is now hosting a social club event held once a year at such and such so well what one thing that i know about how that worked is i mean just because this social group is closing down 
it doesn't mean that the Peoria blind affiliate group, whatever they are, is shut down. It's just that they're closing down this annual party. And the way I understand it too is uh, this, uh, the Illinois social group had their own uh, bylaw and their own business Right. And it wasn't limited. I mean, you could be everywhere from, uh, you know, exactly. Uh, that's Marianne, why I said Illinois to Chicago, uh, and everywhere in between, and, and be a voting member of the group. All you had to do is pay your registration fee at the door. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you was to do the similar thing, but you're only going to call it the MCAB sponsoring this, then the people who come, if there was business to be had, only the MCAB could conduct the business and only the MCAB could vote on it. Uh, so you might want to consider starting up a, a separate group that oversaw just the annual party. And that way right. it, it'd be this, the same things in, in spirit as the previous version. It just wouldn't be the same actual entity. Yeah. We can talk about it. I can discuss that. We can discuss all that. I already have ideas. But on hey, we talked about the governmental process of uh, such <laughs> of a group. Okay, gang, the jurt is officially open. Let's talk about the actual things that they actually did. Uh, Good. Now, we, because we came from, what, two hours away-ish, uh, and it, it's kind of rough to get up at, say, oh, uh, be on the road at 6 a.m. <laughs> and drive for two hours so you can be there at 8. So because there was resource available, the group of us that went up went the night before, stayed in a hotel. hotel. And then uh, the next morning when they started registration at was it 8, I guess it was, hey, we're just already in town. We just drove across town, registered, paid the money. Uh, in the morning, they have you know, coffee and donuts. Did they usually have other stuff? Yeah, the breakfast casserole. Because I, I don't remember having, having other well, stuff. Well, years stuff. ago, I think it was just donuts. They just recently added in the extra eggs and sausage yeah. and biscuits. It's, it's, and... I, I haven't gone for a few years. The last time we were going to go, well, mom was still alive, so it would have been before 2012. And a deer wanted to go along with you. Yeah, we get a deer and we had a pull off of Jill's house because it was close to where you were living at at the time. Yeah. Um, but as I recall, it was just donuts. But they had all kinds of donuts, all the donuts you could care to eat, uh, all the coffee you wanted to drink. But that's that's all I remember it being for breakfast when you got there. Yeah. But this year they had eggs and sausage and two kinds of potato and casseroles. Like, wow, if I eat all that, I'm not going to be hungry all day long. Right, <laughs> but we had yeah. breakfast at the hotel too. <laughs> well, they had lunch, a, a continental, continental breakfast that right. quotes that they gave you in a paper bag, and I have yet to eat mine. It's probably in the van still. Right, say, I ate my cheese sticks. And fruit and stuff. You know. Yeah, I ate my cheese sticks. And I ate my granola bars here yesterday. Then, then in the morning time, they have a a business. They have their business meeting, and I made a motion. Uh, at the meeting to use what some of the monies, if there's any left over, to to buy the cartridges because they they put out a publication the Illinois Council of the Blind does for the Illinois Braille Messenger that goes out to blinded people throughout the state and they're needing some money to buy the cartridges like the talking books come on and so that motion passed and so 
hopefully there's money left over and they can get them cartridges. Yeah, for what they were saying in the business meeting, it made it sound like they had several hundreds of dollars and right. it, uh, there was there would be funds left. But as uh, they got talking, it's like, wow, so uh, there actually is no money and you basically bought all these you know, food and party supplies on, on your own personal dime. So I hope there is enough money to reimburse everybody who did that. Right. Right. Yeah, usually, well, usually, usually they 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 operate on the funds they bring in for the next year, but they were hoping they they took whatever funds they had last time to buy much more elaborate food this time around. But then, uh, because we started actually started an hour later this year, as opposed to years gone by, they had lunch was it later? It was at one. Yeah, because of, you know we started. Right. It set the whole day back. Then time. after after lunch we played bingo for a while and Jill yeah, and, and lunch was, was was fairly modest it was burgers and hot dogs and potato you know, salad and different sorts of uh, chips the usual kind uh, of fare they don't yeah. care what we ate well, <laughs> we weren't told what we did care. i mean people might want to know but they, they don't they, care that i ate would say we, after lunch they had bingo and we bingo i was the first bingo yay All me right. me me never has that ever happened in my whole life yeah. and then and i was like the was second of bingos from bingo yeah. well all of us every single person that went from the mcb bingoed but first i bingoed second but total i bingoed three times but jill bingoed twice my wife bingoed twice you guys bingo everybody in our group bingo at least a couple of times so i think we everybody seven. did at least time or two now of course when we were talking about bingo or it's not playing for money it's they got like little prizes like candy bars or batteries or hand sanitizer the different odds and end items and you can pick what you want you know from their yeah. collection little storage containers little plant yeah. so it's not after like bingo then they did the auction after bingo they spent the rest of the the time doing an auction and i have they didn't have as much as they have had in past years right but, uh of course being an auction you, you can sometimes get things <laughs> pretty cheap you know a couple of dollars. Right. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Then you get into a bidding war over things. It's like, right. wow, really? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Does anybody remember what was the highest amount bid on any one item? Oh, I, I think thirty-eight dollars. I think. Right. It was under fifty. Was there was nothing bid on over. You know. 40. And the thing that was thirty-eight dollars is that crochet <laughs> thing that Robin made. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> She couldn't just, believe it either. That's <laughs> a CDs. Uh, they beer. went for fifteen, I think. The beer steins only went for big, 33. big, big Rubbermaid tubs or something. Or they were eight. But, yeah, on the auction they usually have a variety of things, some low dollar items. Radio, this had a radio, you know, AM, FM radio, and audio books. I was going to bring a box of uh, old time radio CDs, but I got rushed out the door and I forgot to grab them. Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets. 
snag it sells for i think 30 bucks on amazon hmm. but in it i think is about seven to ten cds uh, plus a little informational booklet and it's the, the first um 40 or 50 episodes of the original superman radio series hmm. so then i'm kind of tired because i've had a busy week I, after we got back from peoria by the time we drove home and got back, and I got here to, to this area. It was after midnight. Yeah, but wait a minute. We wait a minute. You, I want to rewind just a minute because uh, Friday when we got there, rewind. We went to eat pizza at a place called the Pizza Ranch. And when we got back to the hotel last week, Terry talked about him and our mom in a store passing gas. And we got on the elevator to go up to our room. And somebody that just got off the elevator left the stinky left mom in the elevator. Stink. Yeah, we well, me and Robin stepped on the elevator. Somebody was still lingering. We thought maybe you guys did it. No, it was in there when we got in there. And Whoever the it was, it was it was they really filled the elevator shaft good, huh? If I stepped in the elevator. I stepped in the elevator. I stepped in last, and I go, okay, who did that? It was not me. I'm and, and, and I recall, we, we got there and took the elevator after you guys did. And yeah. I was like, ew, somebody far. Was like, it must have been Terry. Somebody's <laughs> really ripped a good oh, one then. It was, that was a boat. It oh, was man. awful. And, but I thought that was funny. There's my little part of the story. Go ahead, and you can fast forward now back up to what you did yesterday. Yeah, yeah then so then we, uh, I'm trying to think here, we, we had a lot going on. Uh, and then we, last night we went to the Muni in St. Louis and saw Sound of Music. That was pretty fun. Uh, so what did the sounds look like? I don't know, but <laughs> the hills were alive with it, yeah. whatever it was. It, and so then uh, we didn't get home till after midnight last night. And so I was almost late this morning getting it. So yeah. I wonder if you saw the sounds of music. <laughs> was you hungry like a wolf? Because, you know, that song, <laughs> you, you, you smell like a sound or something like that in that song. <laughs> I said, what did this what was the the people's name in the, the Von Tripp family? The and I said the Donald Trump family? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Donald Trump, I think his ancestors are from Scotland. I don't remember, but yeah. Trip Donald Trump. Trump. It's about the same. Trip Trump, whatever. <laughs> Let's I think we should go down to the like three Billy Goats Craft. Not our news, our national. Um, yeah, so if we got all the uh, what's new out of the way, which is something a little different, something a little special. There's still fun. more to tell, but we got to keep it short. <laughs> our holidays here. Happy holiday. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays. Ooh. 
Oh, I got the wrong file. I got my headlines file. I'm anticipating <laughs> here. Here's my holidays. Um, we have to go to August 10th, Tuesday, because we're recording this on Tuesday. As you may recall from last week, we like to you know, give a, a preview. It is National Lazy Day today. Oh, yeah. And besides be National lazy. lazy Day, National S'mores Day. Hmm. It's National Spoil Your Dog Day. So some nice lazy activities to celebrate today. <laughs> August 11th, Wednesday, Mountain Day. I haven't got a clue. I guess you celebrate the sound of music in the Von Tripp family. There you go. I don't know. I fill my heart with the sound of music. I don't know what that means. There's, there's not no, a lot of mountains around here. And sometimes you just have tags by them to kind of describe what they are, and there's nothing on that one. It's National Son and Daughter Day. Hmm. So if you have sons and daughters, it's their day tomorrow, I guess. Or if you are a son or daughter. It's uh, the Royal National Agricultural Day, which I'm going to guess is, is not American <laughs> <laughs> because of the word royal. Right. I'm going to guess either Canadian or, or British of some kind. It's uh, the August 12th, Thursday, International Youth Day. So if you are a youth, it's your day. And I guess, you know, you should, be, you should probably really enjoy that because school's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's National Middle Child Day. Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. Marcia. <laughs> what? <laughs> National Middle Child Day. Actually, yeah. man, you both are middle childs. <laughs> yeah, well, out of the three of us, Terry would be middle. But out of the whole yeah. group of siblings, you and Terry are the middle. I'm children. number two. I'm number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little turd. Yeah. <laughs> I don't comment at all, then, do I? <laughs> <laughs> it's also National Vinyl Record Day, oh. World Elephant Day. So, yeah, I hear vinyl records are making a comeback, and it's their day. <laughs> the elephants step on them and make them nice and flat. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how that works. You, you have a ball of vinyl, elephant steps on them, and it presses the record. Yeah. You know how you have fingerprints? The, the grooves on the elephant foot, that's what makes the grooves when the sound comes out. <laughs> we can always think that way. Yeah. Um, August 13th is Friday. Uh-oh, oh, yeah, 13th is. is a Friday? Yeah, August 13th is Friday. Uh-oh. Um, it's inter wait. Yeah, International Left-Handers Day. Huh. Okay, you know, it is Friday the 13th, so it's National Blame Someone Else Day. Oh, it's their fault. <laughs> I didn't do it. It's National Prosecco Day. P-R-O-S-E-C-C-O. Another one where I haven't got a clue what that means. Huh. Uh, but whatever it is, Friday is, is, is that's the day for it. <laughs> Maybe it's a way of saying prosthetics. It's where you press. Prosecco. It sounds Italian or something to me. I don't know. Mm. Uh. National Prosecco Day is a holiday that falls on August 13th every year. 
David, what are you doing? I'm telling Keith and Jill about Prez Echo Day. Why do you even bother? You know they never listen to you. Callie. Yes. Shut up and go away. Okay, but this is just a waste of time. Prez Echo Day encourages people to celebrate the sparkling wine known as Prose Echo. Prose Echo is a wine that's often compared to champagne, but it's made with a completely different set of grapes and uses a different method of winemaking. It's also not made in the Champagne region of France, which is necessary for it to be called Champagne but is primarily made in Veneto, Italy. It's a wine that has a bubbly profile that's perfect for celebrations. Let's see, August 14th, Saturday. It's, it's free comic book day, so all the comic books are in prison. You let them out. <laughs> <laughs> free comic books, free uh, it's comic books. National Bowling Day. National Creamsicle Day. National Financial Awareness Day. Pakistan Independence Day. Wow. So all those days, and he said it's Kim's wedding that day? Yep. On the 14th. So there you have some ideas for the wedding party. You can celebrate Pakistan's uh, independence while you have good financial uh, discipline, eating a creamsicle, and go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all roll bowling balls at them when they're married instead of throwing rice. <laughs> yeah, and you have free comic books. <laughs> Um, August 15th is Sunday. Chant at the Moon Day. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if it's a full moon that day. I don't know. But it says chant at the moon, not how. Oh. Maybe that's what, what Wolves do. Maybe that's what Wolves are doing, actually, is chanting instead of howling. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh. <laughs> it is a Feast of the Assumption which I think is a Catholic day. I assume we should have a feast that day. Yeah, I assume. I assume we should too. Now, what little I know about Catholics, Assumption is supposed to be the day that Mary was assumed into heaven because supposedly oh. Mary is just as holy as Jesus. Jesus was resurrected and ascended. Well, Mary was assumed at the time of her death. I think I'm pretty sure any Catholics out there correct me, or hey, at don't least, correct me. <laughs> I believe I'm right. At least she was assumed and not consumed. <laughs> I I assume that you're done on Earth. So here we go. Uh, it's Liberation Day, National Back to School Prep Day. National Relaxation Day. So all those are on Sunday. Now, of course, next, this coming Monday is, is the first day of school for kids around here. So some of those are pretty relevant, like the uh, uh, back to school prep. Liberation Day, hmm, liberation for parents. <laughs> yeah, the kids are going back to school. Yeah, we're liberated. Uh, but to wrap up August 16th, Monday, Discovery Day, hmm. National Run Day, National Airborne Day, <laughs> National Roller Coaster Day, National Tell a Joke Day. Hey, Not we do that every day. Yeah. If you don't follow us on Facebook, 
We all feel crooks up there. Well, joke a day, Papa from people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, airborne, I assume that means Army airborne. I really don't know. Uh, national run? Well, I, I don't run too much anymore, unless it's to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Discovery Day, I guess that's a good day for going back to school. You discover what your teacher is going to be like and what classes you're going to have. But hey, a preview next week, August 17th, Tuesday, National Black Cat Appreciation Day. I appreciate you. National Thrift Shop Day. Now, I, I wonder why they have Black Cat Appreciation Day in August. Why not October 31st or something? Right. <laughs> or any time in October. It'll probably roll back around. <laughs> yeah, I did sometimes have holidays listed more than once, I think. Like the Tell-A-Joke Day, I think it's been on here more than once. And, and your Ice Cream Sunday Day. <laughs> yeah, there's been several Ice Cream Sunday Days. I guess they have a different one for a different flavor. You know, chocolate, strawberry, whatever. Yeah, but those are the holidays that we have to look forward to this week. <laughs> so next up is where we like to talk about headlines and the news. We like to find stuff that's a little bit unusual, um, stuff that doesn't always make the mainstream media. So who wants to go first? I've got a couple animal and a couple people stories, but I got my first animal story. I'll go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it happened again in Florida. And I think it's St. Lucie. I think it's either Lucy or Lucifer. I don't know. Sure, we'll call it that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think it's Lucy or Luce. If that is its real name, yes. wink, wink. Lucius, Lucy, something. And Fort Lucy, we'll call it. Um, paramedics were called to a scene where a semi-truck hit a turtle and made it fly through the windshield of a car. Hitting the winks. <laughs> again, this story happened not long ago, and it happened again. And the, the, the driver was injured. The turtle wasn't. <laughs> Because that shell, turtle wax, I'm telling you. And they they found the turtle and they released the turtle in the wild. But yeah, the, the other story we had, I think it was the mom and the daughter was in the car. The mom, I think, is the one that got hit by the flying turtle. But and, I don't think in that story they told how the turtle became airborne. Well, because it like got hit, you know, just right on the shell yeah. on the edge and like that. Yeah, on this one, it says it got hit by the truck. Yeah. And they, uh, shoot, I was going to say something funny and I forgot. <laughs> Fighting soldiers <laughs> turtles from the sky. sky. These are turtles for jumping. Fearless right? men wasn't who jump it. and die. Men who mean just what they say. The brave men of the Green Beret. It wasn't a two-headed turtle either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was last week, two-headed turtle. But this one is just a turtle. It happened. I can't remember what I was going to say. So that's all I got. Who's next? I, well, I I have one. It wasn't on my list, but uh, I think Sunday, this past Sunday, I saw this on the KMOV St. Louis News app. It says, 
semi carrying hundreds of pigs overturns in a West County. Oh, yeah. I, I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, KMOV.com. Town and Country, Missouri, which is you know the, the suburb on the west side of St. Louis. If you know uh, something about St. Louis, if you take 270 bypassed around the city, uh, as it is on the west side that goes north and south, it comes to the intersection of I-64, which heads out to Pacific in Union, Missouri. I think it would take 44. It goes out to Six Flags, but I may have those. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. Well, but on the 64, the, at the exit where 64 branches off, the semi carrying more than 700 pigs turned over and closed the exit ramp onto westbound I-64. Uh, the accident happened around 7.45 Sunday. Uh, there's a, apparently a view from the MoDOT camera, I guess it's helicopters uh, uh, circled yeah. around. It says the driver was not injured, although a few of the pigs were. Barbecue. Some of them lost their lives. Some pigs lost their lives. About 50 pigs escaped. Police said crews set up several small pens to keep the pigs contained and to corral the ones that had escaped the trailer. The Creve Corps firefighters, which is another you know, west side suburb there, used their fire hoses to cool and calm the uh, pigs. Uh, another tractor trailer <laughs> came from Union, Missouri, I guess was the destination of the pigs to pick them up and take them there. Uh, the ramp reopened around 2 a.m. Monday. the local story there about the pigs now before we had to thing with a trailer with cows that got turned over <laughs> uh, i think and i forget that Florida was a bunch of wild hogs on the loose yeah <laughs> hogs on the loose yeah that's crazy i haven't heard that one but we've been watching movies instead of news but my story is about a man that caught a fish and it had human-like teeth in its mouth. <laughs> it was it, called a it, sheep It swallowed Terry's fish. false teeth and was wearing them. That's what I put. <laughs> it's not false teeth. Oh, it's wow. a sheep heads fish. He caught it in North Carolina um, at Jan Jeanette's Pier. And it was a nine-pound fish. He put a picture on Facebook mm -hmm. and... Uh, well, I guess sheep do have kind of human-like looking teeth, so if it was a yeah, sheep's head maybe fish. Maybe that's how the fish got its name, but its teeth are this way because it has a omnivorous diet, which I figured you might know what that was. I don't know. Omnivorous means it eats both meat and vegetables. 
Ah, uh, okay. So it eats other fish, probably, and then whatever grows in the water. The piranha. <laughs> yeah. George said the picture of it did look like a piranha, but it had flat teeth instead of. But I thought maybe it looked like a sheep or something, since they called yeah. it sheephead fish. But oh, evidently, it's maybe just popular. He, he in... caught it. Says, "Put me back in the water." Yeah. Yeah, but he, this guy that caught the fish, I guess, actually ate it because he said it tasted really good. <laughs> it tasted like lamb. Yeah. But that's all there was on that story. I just thought that was weird that a fish could have human-like teeth. Yeah. I have <clears throat> down in Tennessee, again, another one. Um, there was a bear, <laughs> of all things. It wandered into an oyster bar. <laughs> it was fish looking rest- to pick up a date. And it was lured in by the smell, apparently, of fishy oysters, whatever. The bear was wandering down the sidewalk and he saw this restaurant and went in. And there's pictures. People had captured pictures of the people inside the bar pressed against the window. <laughs> Look, there's a guy in a fur coat. <laughs> they saw the bear and they were trying, they were just smushed up against the windows trying to get away from the bear. You know, He's coming to the door. They had nowhere to go, so they're kind of <laughs> yeah. To the sides, give him room. Smushed up against the window. I am not an oyster. They're over there. <laughs> <laughs> and and I figure you know that you know dude, like I said you know there's probably a lot all these bears and stuff. It's like whenever because of the corona, we were all inside, stayed inside, stayed inside. So almost a year, the animals just wandered out and said, hey, there's no people. Let's take a look at this. Yeah, let's take our territory back. back. (laughs) We start coming back out, and the bears have gotten used to, or other animals have gotten used to invading these empty spaces that used to be filled with people. And and now they're going, hey, what's going on, guys? (laughs) I'm Yogi Bear. I want some fish. <laughs> he passed up the McDonald's. He passed up the KFC. He passed up the pizza. I want yeah. some oysters tonight. Smell fish. I want some fish. Maybe I'll pick up a chick. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, my actual first news headline I had written down: an eye popping, oh, one time, an eye popping six thousand false eyelashes seized at New Orleans Airport. What? <laughs> I bet you didn't know the eyelashes were contraband, huh? I guess not. Keep them on my face <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> they determined that they were illegally imported from China to New Orleans. Oh. <laughs> uh, the four boxes of long lashes uh, for a beauty supply store were intercepted. They had not been approved by the FDA. Uh, and they weren't labeled with the distributor or manufacturer's name. That means there's no way to tell whether the eyelashes were exposed to diseases or uh, uh, during manufacture or being stored. I guess that's a problem. Hmm. Uh, There's no telling what's on these eyelashes, uh, the inspector said. False eyelashes can be made with synthetics that are attached using adhes- adhesive 
that can be made from dangerous materials that can lead to infections uh, or worse. Uh, so no business oh. or individual has been cited is how that ends there. Uh, but yeah, who knew? False eyelashes are contraband. You know, hey, forget wow. the marijuana, forget the heroin. Eyelashes. Right? Come on, ladies, give them up. <laughs> forget the <laughs> coronavirus coming across the southern border. You get with those eyelashes. <laughs> Turn in your eyelashes. A lot of famous people wear them. You're going to have to give them up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how they figured it, but they, I guess they were coming from China and they weren't labeled. So yeah. I guess it's like putting, you know, pills in an unlabeled bottle. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have the right label, those pills ain't any good. Right. That's weird. Weird and dumb. Right. Maybe they thought, maybe they, thought they were cactuses. Yeah. Could be. That old that was story. one of my first stories from way back. <laughs> maybe the lady was carrying those four boxes in her pants or something. <laughs> You're looking kind of oh. clunky there, lady. What's in your drawers? <laughs> uh, nothing. I need the bathroom. Yeah. <clears throat> Your oh, turn, goodness. What else you got there? Well, I got one that says waste workers accidentally throw out grandma's $25,000. Waste workers? Those wasted workers. And these waste workers were actually, I guess, grandma's daughter, son-in-law, grandkids. They were cleaning out her house. I thought it doesn't that say meant, why they were cleaning it out, if they're going to put her in a nursing home or what, but they were I helping. that meant the workers were a waste, like they're a waste of time. Well, no, well no good she workers. wasn't very happy, I'm sure, <laughs> that they did that, but she told them, I guess Grandma kept $25,000 cold cash, and she said that, uh, hey, there's an envelope in there, don't throw it away, and they'd already taken out everything and threw it away and didn't check, and so they actually got smart and called the waste management company and uh they got a hold of the driver and he was rerouted to a recycling plant where they went through all the trash that was in his truck yeah. and found the money and gave it back to the woman so that story <laughs> and i hope they made the kids just do it away go through well that that's <laughs> what i thought when i when i saw that headline i thought it meant a trash truck meaning waste waste whatever you said you know the waste yeah. workers waste workers and i was like well i guess that's probably the trash guys found some money I, I don't care i'll go into the next story <laughs> yeah. and evidently the family was a little embarrassed of the story because in the story it didn't mention the name of the family at all but it sure mentioned the name uh, but uh, which i didn't record because i didn't want to say anybody's name but it had the name of the waste management and the manager of that company and the person at the recycle center, everybody's name except the family. <laughs> and grandma's probably like, I'm going to put this money in here and this will be the money that I paid my helpers with at the end of the day. Hey, <laughs> do you see this envelope? Oh, no, I think we threw it away. Oh, you just threw away your money. You're not going to pay you with today. You better go dumpster diving to find that because you ain't getting paid if you don't. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I was going to add to that real quick without mentioning any names is uh, a certain person in our family who years ago, whenever we were kids, had a coffee can with a few uh, double eagle $20 gold pieces. I don't know how many, but I would say at least three, if not four or five of them. I don't, uh, and I was showed these coins. I wasn't allowed to touch them that I, I could mm. see what they were and the word is that 
they were to you know be kept for you know being passed on to future you know descendant or whatever and okay. i understand a the particular person who had received those uh he never heard of them ever again but when that person died it went in their estate those gold coins could not be found hmm. so either that person you know cashed them in for the gold which could have happened or yeah. maybe that person buried that coffee can at the backyard <laughs> someplace it, so if you know what that place is you can take your metal detector <laughs> out there what but i ain't saying where it is all right well my story is uh have you ever had those annoying calls you know the so the spam callers, they call you and call you and mm -hmm. your auto warranty, your homeowner's warranty. Yeah. A woman in uh, Tasmania, Australia receives these annoying calls from the devil. Tasmania. The, devil. Rang, <laughs> the phone rang and the phone rang and she refused to answer it. She didn't, she would annoy it. She'd put a pillow on top of the phone. It rang for days. Rang mm -hmm. and rang. And so finally she just got fed up. Hello. Well, have you been out of touch for so long? We've heard nothing from you for weeks. And she, she, you know, thought that uh, that it was just another annoying call. She answered the phone, and it was someone from the Lotto Commission telling her that she won one point four seven million dollars. Oh wow! Like, oh my goodness, you know. And she said that she just thought it was just some people out there trying to make naughty phone calls. And so they were going to take the $1.47 million and pay off all their bills and uh, put some away for to invest some and, and then, you know, buy a bunch of cool stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, she just, you know, I, I tell my wife all the time, I don't go answer it. It could be somebody important, you know, because um, I, 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 I tend to don't answer uh, unknown callers but it depends if i'm expecting that i might get a call that could be coming from an unknown i'll tend to answer them until i get that expected phone call yeah, yeah i i'm pretty terse with unknown callers i'll be like you get one hello and you wait about as long as i just waited there and i'm hanging up <laughs> well, i've had some call and it said spam. And I told him, I said, uh, it was an important call I was expecting. You know, and I said, you did get with the phone company or somebody because your phone number shows up. It's a spam call. You're lucky I answered the phone. <laughs> I like spam. That's the only reason I answered your phone. I was hoping yeah. I Because yeah. you're from Hawaii, yeah. right? <laughs> and I have one more story, but then... Uh, well, I got, I've got a couple more. I want. I'll do at least one more before we move and, on. And my wife actually just found a news story, and I was going to see if we could let her read one. <laughs> well, if you want, is she handy or not? Are you handy? Come on in here. I'm going to tell. I well, you go ahead and tell one, and then we'll have her get her butt in here by the microphone. <laughs> yeah, all right. A uh, state trooper performs a helmet maneuver on a motorist who is choking on a marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
on an edible <laughs> uh, in uh, Rootstown, Ohio. A state highway patrolman successfully performed a highway maneuver on a man who attempted to swallow a whole bag of cannabis after being pulled over for speeding. <laughs> wow. All he was being doing was being pulled over for speeding. And all I would have had to do is keep that stuff hidden away. But nope. Being the you know the pothead that he is, I'm sure he got paranoid. Oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? I gotta swallow it. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, the traffic stop. Uh, let's see, it was allegedly traveling 94 miles an hour in a 70 mile an hour zone. Uh, the camera video posted to the police Twitter account. Uh, shows the driver saying that he couldn't breathe. So the cop does a howling maneuver, out pops a bag of marijuana. The driver apologizes to the cop. Uh, after the man recovered, the cop asked, do you want to die over a minor misdemeanor? <laughs> <laughs> so he got citations for speeding, not wearing a seat belt, uh, but was released uh, on the tr- any, any counts of having marijuana, so, hmm. you know, don't spaz. Hey, marijuana is becoming more legal, more places, and even where it's not, people are a little more you know forgiving about it. So, don't yeah. die over it. Just pay a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here's a special guest got a new story. This is about a baby elephant. Uh, She lost her legs. It was her front leg at that. Um, When she was seven months old. So they are making a prosthetic leg for this little elephant. Oh. Yeah, so now the baby elephant lost her leg through a landmine. She stepped on a landmine. She stepped on a landmine. Oh, the cow pooped in the field. Was it in Thailand? Oh, Thailand. I thought maybe a tiger bit it off or something. Uh, well, she has since grown up, and they're trying to work with her to make a leg that does that will extend with her body. As she grows. Oh, wow. New legs. Yeah, an <laughs> extendable like, leg as she grows. That's pretty. <laughs> is it like is, is it like the ones like the pole? That's it? Or is it big, yeah, big old giant like, looks elephant like a leg? big old pole. And the foot part looks like a piece of concrete. <laughs> <laughs> a pig leg with the foot on it. <laughs> uh, it's an oh, extendable leg like Inspector Gadget. Well, you know, like how on the old tent poles and stuff, they had the button, you push it in and you could adjust the leg. I mean, yeah. Like yeah, I wonder how they would do that because that kind of a leg would require a, a, a person to manage to find the elephant at some point and did, did that. You would think it would be some kind of automated thing. So as the elephant grew, it would just, you know, maybe that's why it has concrete for a foot. <laughs> George knows a guy that had something implanted into his leg because one leg was longer than the other, and he's supposed to turn this crank to help the bone 
Grove stretch it oh, or something. Right. Yeah, the guy right. was turning it the wrong way and just like put his <laughs> and he couldn't figure out why. I won't say a name, but I I'm know. getting more wobbly. I gotta walk on the side of the hill. But she says that's the second elephant that they've ever had done that for. Gave huh. it a pathetic leg. It shows a picture of them putting it on her and all that. And they said she's not very comfortable with it. Because that's yeah, not I would think not. Thank you, special guest star. Yay! <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and we can play another special one for our special guest star right about here. Avon calling. Take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine. It's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and pull out. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com slash T. Hogan Helsley. That is front slash T-H-O-G-A-N-H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. Thank you. I, got, uh, I have one more final one myself. Um, I got to find it, though. <laughs> yeah, I've got more, but like I said, I'll, that's enough for today. Well, I wanted to finish with, uh, there's a man in Wisconsin, I believe, he holds the world's record. He has, since 1972, he has consumed over 32,340 Big Macs from McDonald's restaurant. Oh. Wow. I thought I was going to say pounds of cheese. <laughs> Wisconsin cheese. Uh, uh. Well, that's a lot of hamburgers, though. Well, did you count them? <laughs> well, he he actually, when he bought his first car, he went to McDonald's and he got a couple Big Macs. He eats about two Big Macs a day or for lunch, and he tries to eat two for dinner. But he he got a couple Big Macs. And he threw the, ate him through the empty containers in the back seat, and he has saved all of his receipts. So he has a back seat full of empty <laughs> hamburger wrappers. Sound like he's just too lazy to clean out his car. <laughs> right. And it's like, I wonder what he, I mean, I can't imagine having that many empty McDonald's boxes. You know, the cockroaches, mice. He <laughs> says he, he avoids, he doesn't get French fries. He don't doesn't eat the fries, just the Big Macs. He doesn't order fries, and he walks six miles a day. You know, and so to I burn have, off those fat calories from the burgers. Sounds like another Jared story from Subway. Yeah, <laughs> he walked five miles to the restaurant. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's and uh, his wife isn't real happy with all the empty boxes laying around the house. So like, finally, you clean out the car. <laughs> <laughs> And I think 
I mean, he's, I, th- I believe he's still alive. <laughs> too bad the kids are too old for their car seats now. Thanks. Oh, wait. I think his name was <laughs> Terry Heltzley. <laughs> they used the McDonald packaging for their car seats. They just, you know, padded the whole back seat with uh, Big yeah. Mac boxes. <laughs> well, put stuff in it. Well, see, that's what I did. My, my wife just totally hates McDonald's. And so one year on her birthday, well, uh, leading up to her birthday, I saved a bunch of McDonald's paper bags and Big Mac containers, and I put her birthday presents in it. And so she thought she was getting McDonald's for her birthday. You would like that more than she would, I bet. <laughs> Did it as a gag gift, but that's that's what all I got for news. So we got to get rolling on to all right, Jill's words of the week. The Quiz Kids, bright, lovable youngsters, ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. Yeah, and I got a little carried away. I have to stop at six because I, I listened to my note and there's like eight words. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> All right. Our first word is Fustilux. F-U-S-T-I-L-U-G-S. Fustilugs. Fustilugs. F-U. Fust. Oh, fuck. Whoa, F-U. <laughs> Yeah, F-U. F-U. It's like fur-lined lug wrench that for your, your tires on your car. Fuss. You're so fusty. So the you regular bolts hold your tires on your car. They're, they're fuzzy. They're, they're fuzzy. They're so fusty. Fuzz they're so fusty. Fusty. You know, they're fusty. Fusty lugs. Um, I have no idea. It, it, it's a woman's legs before she shaves them. Fuzz, fuzzy legs. <laughs> Fuzzy pencil. I've heard that before. Uh, fuzzy pencil. <laughs> well, this word means a messy person. Oh, the guy with I the world record hamburger eater. Fuzzy luggers. <laughs> the next word is chili stick. Chili stick? C H I L I A S T I C. Chiliastic. Have a K. Chiliastic or chili. So it's like fantastic chili. It's the best chili ever. <laughs> Chiliastic. Chiliastic. I think it's a made up word to make it sound like chili it tastes fantastic. Like he's oh. made up word. Well, I don't idea. understand why this word has to do with relating to the millennium. I... Well, why do they call it millenniumastic? Yeah, I have no idea about that one. I thought it was kind of strange. Wow. Maybe it has to do with global warming and it's chillier. I don't know. Uh, yeah. That makes some better sense. But, <laughs> but <laughs> the C-H-I-L-L-Y. <laughs> yeah. Okay, our next word is Borberigmus. It's B O R B O R. Y G M U S. Bora Borigmus. Wow. Bora Bora Boring. <laughs> it sounds like some kind of a rock formation or something. Bora Igmus. That's kind of a weird word. I mean, like borax, maybe. So it's like a soapy rock formation. It's a uh, uh, piece of land, uh, Bora Bora, a, a very boring it's a rock. Place. It's a boring, <laughs> boring rock. Well, it's, it's, a place. A, 
rumble, rumbling of your stomach. Rumble, oh. rumble, bumble, bore, bore. Rumble, Whenever your stomach rumble. rumbles. Yeah. All righty. You say so. You want there to want the words. Where the, that's that uh, can't be the right definition. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> before okay. I before this I, next word, you guys might guess just because I well maybe not. It's mom M O M E. M O M E mom. And no, it's not memo spelt wrong, but it is, but that's not the meaning. <laughs> I sure it's not pronounced Moby. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what they call their your mother in like uh, Ireland or something? I don't know. Hey Mom. Hey Mom. Hey, Mom. Mom. Mommy? That's hey, mummy, Mom. I thought. My mum. My mum. Hey, Mommy. Oi, Mommy. Uh, How you doing, Mommy? It means to stay quiet. Mommy is the word. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, the black people call you a homie. So this must be a white word that means homie, mommy. Yeah. Homie, <laughs> mommy. Sure. I have, no idea. I have no idea why this is even a word because what it is, it's the female version of the Pope. Oh, God. Oh, a Pope, a mom. Wow. Yeah, I guess. I I've guess never Pope heard for of Papa a female and mom for Mama. Huh? The Mama Pope. Mom. I did not know. I've never heard of a female Pope. but I didn't know they made him. I didn't either. I thought the popes couldn't make other popes. That was against <laughs> the rules. Well, they have to have a mom. <laughs> yeah. They have to have a mom to make the pope. The pope's mom. That's what it is. <laughs> the pope was well, hey, mom. How you doing? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it is the pope's mom. I don't know. But um, our next word is Billingsgate, and it's spelt like it sounds actually B I L L I N G S. G A T E we'll Billings. That, that's the door that gets you into Billings, Montana. <laughs> oh, or, you know, had, had the key to the city. You had to open up the city somehow. You go through the gate, Billings Gate. Yeah. <laughs> the place in Montana. <laughs> oh, this word for some reason means loud profanity. <gasps> what? We had wow. another word before that meant profanity, <laughs> but this one is loud profanity. So, is, was it in all caps? <laughs> oh caps this one well, you guys look you know, good. I, I think you're now. getting us back for last week when we guessed almost all the words yeah <laughs> the first one you should get this one's an easier one this one is cantankerous oh that's us i was like spell it although uh, that's okay of... we got it we're cantankerous we don't need that <laughs> Somebody who is obstinate, Henri, uh, going against the grain, you know, kind of a rascally kind of a, you know. This word on here says grumpy is what it means. So grumpy, yeah. grumpy, cantankerous. You cantankerous old man. <laughs> no, disagreeable. I don't know I like if that, that was how many that was. I well, we got one. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was. I have another one. I guess I'll go ahead and use it. Celipets. It's S A L O P E T T E. Celipet. Celipet. So like it, it's like a silhouette on the wall, except for it's from your pet. Whenever you have like a, a black a shadow of your dog but or something. Celipet. <laughs> Sort of a silhouette. It's your animal. You, you shine light and you have a little black, you know, silhouette. Silhouette. 
It kind of sounds like a French word. Maybe I'm probably pronouncing it, it wrong. It, but it the, sounds like it might be you know, with the E-T-T-E on the end of it. Yeah. Well, where'd Terry go? I'm here. Oh, okay. I thought maybe we lost him. He was concentrating. Yeah. Oh. What was the word? I'm sorry. <laughs> Spell still it one a, more time. Still a pet. Let me go back. Okay. S A L O P E T T E S. Sallow pets. Sallow pets. You swallowed a pet. I got, <laughs> well, I got, my pets can't run very fast, so they're slow pets. They're slow <laughs> pets. Slow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> this word means skiing pants with shoulder straps. Oh. <laughs> I just call well, them they just call it pants with, with suspenders. <laughs> I just call them ski pants. That's all. <laughs> that's why I'm wondering if maybe it's a French word, slow pets. Slope. slope. You, go, you go down the slope. slope. You go down the slope, and they spell <laughs> pants wrong and put pets. Slope pantaloons. <laughs> Maybe you wrote it down wrong. <laughs> but that's all my words for the week. I think well, that was actually seven. Yeah. But... So it's time for the top ten list from Terry. Top ten. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before tonight. We are going to present something of a more legitimate nature, something very unhokey. Top 10 tasteless. I'm going to go ahead and do one that Jill suggested, something that she saw on Facebook. Yay, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw it. Like, okay, you can be the judge of it. But anyway, if you're 40 or hovering at 40 or over 40. Like our episode is 41. Yeah. <laughs> And you want to, and you're confused about how you, how you should present yourself. There's a list of to help conform to top fashions. The following combinations do not go together and should be avoided. <laughs> and so, too bad our dad is not around to hear this. <laughs> number, number one is a nose ring and bifocals. Oh. They don't go together. <laughs> well, you have to have the bifocals to see how to put the nose ring in. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> then you Number take it back off. They so look cool. <laughs> Number two, spiked hair and bald spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got a spike here and a spike there and nothing in the middle. Huh? It's like a gear with some missing teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Number three, uh, Pierced tongue and dentures. <laughs> yeah. Number four, mini skirts and support hose. Yeah. <laughs> There's fishnet stockings, really. Number five, ankle bracelets and corn pads. Yeah. Okay. Well, ankle bracelets have been around for a long time, apparently. Number six, speedos. Uh, with a belly hanging over the front. <laughs> oh, speedos and cellulite. That's how they're sorry. Yeah, I was close. Uh, <laughs> speedos with a big belly over the front. Number seven, a belly button ring and a gallbladder scar. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go well together. Huh? 
<laughs> Number eight, an unbuttoned disco shirt and a heart monitor. Yeah. Right. Uh, number nine, a mid-drift, a mid-drift shirt and a mid-drift bulge. <laughs> mid-drift. Uh, kind of like a speedo. You have a stomach poking out too far. <laughs> the stomach pokes out farther than the speedo does. <laughs> number ten, bikinis and liver spots. Oh, yeah, there we go. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> number 11, short shorts and varicose veins. <laughs> be yeah, similar to the mini skirt and uh, support was on. <laughs> number 12, inline skates and a walker. Oh, there you go. Get you a rollator. <laughs> Skate it around. Oh, and last but not least, number 13, thongs and depends. No, no. <laughs> Should be avoided. Yeah. And so that's the top 13 things you should avoid. Ow. Fashion faux pas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so if you were, those, awesome. those things may have been cool in the 90s, but maybe not so much now. <laughs> now we've aged. <laughs> So yeah, it's like when you have that cute tattoo of a butterfly when you're 20, it becomes like a tattoo of a vulture when you're <laughs> more expansive, we'll say. Yeah. Well, oh, goodness, what's our speaker top? Yeah, topic. Well, last what? week it was on living skills, and the next thing in line is low vision. So did we want to revert back to living skills? Because, you know what, tell you what, um, you guys talk about it, and I'm going to have to step away for a moment. I'm going to use, use some living skills after a while and get me a cup of coffee. <laughs> How to pour coffee when you can't see. How about that one? Did we talk a, about you having a level indicator uh, yeah briefly you know i have a device it's a level indicator and you take a nine volt battery and it snaps onto the top of the battery and it's just got like two prongs sticking out of it like like fangs from a rattlesnake or something you hang that over your cup and if you touch it or well when the coffee or whatever you're pouring into the cup i'm trying to find it here uh, whatever it touches the prongs, then it uh, emits a tone, plays music, whatever. Uh, let me see here. Let me lick my fingers, and I'll touch them. Lick it to your tongue. <laughs> so, so as you're pouring your coffee and you hear that sound, you know to stop. Right. Or the kids. Or the kids jump up out of bed and say, "The house is on fire." <laughs> Sounds like the smoke detector. Yeah, it kind of does, but it's not quite as loud. Unless they, we're just I had one before. When they first came out, they played It's a Small World After All. You know, It's a Small World. It didn't sing, of course. It, yeah. They quit making I, that this stupid tone. But 
I had one that was a little different. Mine actually would beep, 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 beep because it had two different levels where if you're pouring coffee, when it started beeping, that's right. when you want to stop. But then when you got to where it had a solid beep, you know, then you didn't have room for creamer. So as it started beeping, you want to stop. So then you get your creamer out and you know, you still have a little space. You pour your creamer in and, you know, then it starts beeping nonstop beep. And then, you know, your creamer's full and put your lid on your cup. If you have a to-go cup or whatever, it's has a two level indicator. Yeah which was really neat but it still had the two metal prongs that stuck out but then up so high it had a third one in the middle which but then even what some people don't know is now this of course you can't use it for liquid but for levels you know every iphone if you go every iphone has a compass app on it somewhere you could have to whether or not you know where it's at all you have to do is tell your phone your, open. Your, whatever to open you yeah. can go to the compass app and then the compass app has got tabs at the bottom where one tab you can click on it and then you, it turns your phone into a level where you can actually level the surface of something. You know, you can, yeah. the wall, I've used it many times to hang up uh, shelves on the walls. You know, there wasn't oh. a trick where when you're blind, you could, you could put a nail in the wall, excuse me, and then you... You could take a, a, a battery or a ball or something, a pen, something that would roll. And you could lay it on the shelf. You could lift up the side. And when it rolls to one side, it's not level, rolls to the other. Get it right in the middle. And there you go. But if you have an iPhone, you know, you can just lay your iPhone on the shelf. And, if, you know, it will tell you, you know, one degrees, five degrees, negative one degrees, zero, you know, level, whatever. And oh, yeah. Your iPhone is capable of doing that. It's got a level in it, a compass in it. There's something else I can't remember because I haven't looked in there for so long. But uh, yeah, but those level indicators for your coffee are they're great because that way, the old-fashioned way, of course, was using just your finger. You always your have finger. your finger, <laughs> but you burn that finger with that hot coffee. And some people, if you're having visitors, don't enjoy your finger being in their beverage. I mean, like it even works on cold drink. things too. You can put it in, make pouring right. tea or milk it, or whatever. It don't it don't hurt your finger when you're pouring cold liquids, but still, right. lick your finger and put it in there and say, "Would you like a drink?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, thank you. And, but uh, yeah, as many times I've got a cup. It sometimes it depends. Your level indicator can be thrown off. If you have a really super thick double insulated cup, because these prongs only go over so far, you know, and uh, so you have to pay attention to what kind of cup you're using. Yeah. Use the indicator. Also, you can use your hearing too. I know when I'm like baking a gallon of tea, I don't know if it'd work. I never tried it on a gallon of tea, but as you're filling up your jug, you can hear the sound difference in the as the water rises. Right. Well, it it works on any size of a container. The level indicator does? Well, when you hear the sound. Oh, yeah. We're just, you're using sound. And then I got uh, 83. Oh, wow. Uh, thermometer? 81. Well, this is a, a, a digital um, uh, thermo 70. talking thermometer. Talking thermometer. I could just point it at something, push a button. 81. It, 
it tells attention. I got a window right above me with the sun outside, and so it's warmer there. But if you point it at yourself, does it tell the, your body temperature? Well, if I if I'm ninety-seven, I stuck that pretty it, close. I shot that up my nostril. Oh. Says it's hundred and seven degrees up my nose. Oh. It's not. Oh. It doesn't. It's not real accurate, you know. Okay, well, I didn't realize it went from 87 to 107 up your nose. I just said 130 because I, wow. I was exhaling through my nose. As I'm saying, as I exhale through my nose, it, you know, it goes, it went from 96 to 130. So I guess as long as you're not breathing, you can stick it up your nose and push the button, but. I wonder how high it would go. Well, you usually when take the temperature, they either check in your ear or they'll check across your forehead. Just yeah. putting a shot on my forehead. 82. Then, you know, it's 82. My, you know, I have got this because, uh, you know, I use, you can use it to, um, for cooking, you know, that was why that's I what I wondered if you could check your oven temperature, like right. you're going to bring the oven to 350. Or if the water's boiling or your oil is hot enough or... Uh, Put your finger in your oil and test it. <laughs> and I said, hey, I could use it at my swimming pool too. I go outside and push that button. And Now, you can't do it through the window. You know, you have to... Because even on the glass, this would detect and tell you what the temperature is on the glass. You know, not so much... If I'm sitting here, I can't point it out of my swimming pool outside. I have to be outside and and, and uh, push the button. They'll tell me the temperature of the water in my pool. But it's not water protected. I mean, no, it's no. not waterproof. You just got to point it at the water. Well, I got. I was going to take my colorino last night to the, demonstrate to this new newly blinded girl who's joined our Mass County Blind and went to the Muni. I was gonna I just, she's not totally blind though. I think she can still see colors. Yeah, she can still see, but but you never know when it might uh, get worse. And then, right. Well, the vision can stay stable for years and years, and sometimes right. it, sometimes it falls off right. pretty quick. And I, I don't remember why she said she went blind, or you know. I think it has to do with some kind of a nerve, uh, yeah. retinal nerve issue. Something. She was talking like, to us about it in Peoria. Right. And so if shit gets worse, then, you know, then you, well, you never know. You know, it's like, could could get worse, could get better. I don't know. But she's never been around blind people, doesn't know what to do or anything. Right. So we're trying to help her out the best we can. So, yeah, no one told her how to behave or something, huh? <laughs> but she's the youngest one in our group now. She's 40 something. We're looking for all kinds of ages to be in our group. You don't have to be blind, oh. be in the Madison County blind, but anybody inter interested skills. in lending a hand or giving support to. Yeah. But what else do we got in living skills? Um, I don't know. Um, um, I mean, it does cover a wide range. Um, so, if, I mean, again, I would ask for listener feedback. We could, uh, we could, we could talk like, you know, whenever you put, make a sandwich, you know, I always use a teaspoon or a tablespoon to, to, to put stuff on like peanut butter or jelly or Miracle Whip or something, because being blind is really hard to 
meant, you know, to smear stuff. If you dip in the knife, it's hard to tell how much is actually on the <laughs> knife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And with the spoon, you can still spoon it out, you know, tap it onto the bread or something, use the back of the spoon to smear around, you know, but. And, and some of that's a little bit of personal preference. For example, if I'm going to make me a peanut butter sandwich, I'm going to use a, a tablespoon twice. <laughs> you like a lot of peanut butter. And uh, huh? smear that right, around too. the bread. I and usually be a teaspoon of jelly to smear on top of it. Right. I just put it in the middle of the bread and take the other piece and smush it together. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, whenever you, I remember being able to see what I'm doing. I would typically, you know, you kind of go back and forth, you know, left and right, and you kind of go down the bread. But sometimes when you can't see what you're doing, like, like you just suggested, is you put your dollop of whatever in the center, and then you take your knife or the back of your spoon and you spread it outwards, like spokes of a wheel. That way, you tend to get more even on the bread and it doesn't spill over the side so badly. Yeah. One thing that, when it comes to stuff, something like mayonnaise, one thing that I learned years and years ago is if you take one of those rubber spatulas, like you kind of rubberize and scrape dishes off in the trash with, uh, the size of that spatula is just about perfect. If you take and you just dip it into your mayonnaise jar, so it you know, fully covers the, the rubber part of the spatula, you wipe one side on one piece of bread and the other side on another piece of bread. It'll be just about the right amount. That ain't enough for me. I like two tablespoons. <laughs> you like your peanut butter. We'll get you a bigger spatula. <laughs> or, or well, I it. tell you what I have a hard time with is like mustard and ketchup because you squirt it. But how do you know how much is coming out <laughs> squirting so you don't get too much? Because yeah. I yeah. go ahead. have a hard time with that. But I found that if I put my finger like in the middle of the bread, like you're saying, and I could kind of i might be gross to some people but you got to feel it with your finger to know that i have a little story my grandsons and i we all like to go to the chinese buffet believe it or not and so i I have a bowl of rice and i i stick my finger out i take the bottle of soy sauce and i'm putting they're like grandpa why are you pouring pouring soy sauce on your finger i go i'm not i'm measuring it to put it in my Mm -hmm. rice you know, when right. I pour it on my right. finger and it runs down my finger into the bowl, you know, then you get a feel of how much so you don't get too much. Cause... Right, because you can feel it on, on your skin as you're shaking it out. I was going to say the same thing with salt and pepper. Uh, let's see, you want to put, you know, salt on your eggs in the morning. You you, you hold your, say, your left hand so you, the your palm is down kind of. And then you take your right hand and you shake the salt okay. across the backs of your fingers, and you can feel the grains of salt hitting your fingers. And you can gauge, you know, is it coming out fast, coming out slow, you know, need more or less. And it being salt, is just dry. You just wipe off your hand, and there, you, there it is. I thought you were going to say put it in the palm of your hand of one hand, and then sprinkle it like pinch. Yeah, pinch. Like, I guess you could do that. But then you'd have to take what's in the palm of your hand and put it back in the shaker. Yeah, and that's true. This way, you just shake out, and you're just shaking it against the backs of your fingers, and you can kind of gauge, like Terry was saying, with the soy sauce, you know, how much of it's shaking out and so forth. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, unless you got some pranksters, like they loosen up the lid on. All right. Well, um, was there more do you wanted to add to our? 
anchor topic there, or we could... Yeah, we can just do our thoughts of the day. Yeah, let's position. finish it off with our final thoughts. And Well, I think we do have an email. Books. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Hello. So let me find that really quick. If you love me and can hear me, let's hear from you. Uh, listeners. Uh, which, of course, is actually an email. Uh, this one is I call Help in the Classroom. It is uh, from, well, it starts out saying, Hello, host of That Sounds Funny. My name is Philip, and I'm a science teacher in middle school. Not long ago, an English teacher called me to her classroom for help because she needed someone who knew something about animals. Since my specialty is in biology, I filled the bill. Oh, wonderful, she added. Make sure you bring in that. So, oh, expect, huh? <laughs> expecting to find some kind of furry beast on the rampage as I entered the classroom, I was greeted instead by the sight of excited kids watching a hummingbird flying around. Hmm. Putting my knowledge of birds to good use rather than use the net. I suggested they hang strips of red paper by an open window. The bird would be drawn to it, I explained to them, and the bird will just fly out. Later, Connie, she's a teacher who called me. She called me back and said, the trick worked. Great. I said back to her, I suppose the bird got out safe and sound then. No. Now we have two hummingbirds flying around the classroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I hope you can read this on your show sometime. Philip Boynton, biology teacher, Madison Junior High School, Spread Eagle, Wisconsin. <laughs> wow. People from those weird named towns, huh? They keep hanging on red paper so they might get a whole classroom full of hummingbirds. <laughs> I know. Had the birds inside, kids outside. There you go. You know, with the birds dropping anything on them, kids. You have some white speckled red paper. <laughs> is that why? I mean, is that why? I've seen hummingbird feeders. You know, I've always seen them and they were red in color. I guess they're attracted to red. I, I've never really noticed. I guess that's true. And well, you put um, sugar water or apple juice in them or something sweet, and they come and they stick their long beak. <laughs> they stick there because it's so sweet. Ah, I'm stuck in the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get away. Uh, I'm stuck. Long things are beak fit. It also works really well as a bumblebee catcher because the bumblebees go in there to get that sweet nectar, and they can't uh -huh. figure out how to get back out. Yeah, yes. but a can, you pick it up, and I could just imagine somebody see-through you don't know <laughs> if there's any dead flies in there or not somebody might be drinking them <laughs> well, it's uh that's all we have for our email this week so we do have some time for some closing thoughts as we prepare to depart for the week well i got a great one for you this week here we go if one synchronized swimmer drowns do the rest of them have to drown too? Ah, <laughs> gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> now, uh, I, you know, sometimes you put a joke out there on Twitter or somewhere, 
And there's uh -huh. always somebody who is just Mr. Stick in the Mud or Miss Don't Get the Joke. I posted th that or something like that before. And they're uh -huh. like, of course they don't all drown. The rest of them all swim down to rescue the one at the bottom of the pool. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it was a joke. <laughs> Give it up. Well, somebody drilled a hole in the wall of the nudist colony. Police are looking into it. <laughs> Mistakes are part of the learning process. Unless you're a snake handler. Ow. Uh oh. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> well, if work is so terrific, how come they have to pay you to do it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't trust trees. They just seem kind of shady to me. Masseuses don't like to talk about their work because it's a touchy subject. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, slathered down with oil. Well, well, I got one last one. Do you want to do one, Jill? You go ahead. All right. My wife is really mad at the fact that I have no sense of direction. So I packed up my stuff and white. <laughs> as, as opposed to left. <laughs> I have one more left. You mean right? Uh, <laughs> you mean right? <laughs> I heard if you put a cow on an elevator, you can really raise the stakes. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess this is where we wrap it up and close out the show. This is your host signing off. Thanks for listening. And Leave come back next week to the same podcast channel, same podcast time. <laughs> Maybe we can be funnier. Maybe we'll be funny if people send us their funny stories. Yeah, send us some of your fun stuff. An email. Don't fun children. There's just a web page and uh, use a contact link. Send us email. While you're on the web page, there is a donate button. You can drop us a couple of dollars that way to help support the, the costs of podcasting, which there are our costs. We offer, of course, things for free. Hey, wherever you find us, leave us a rating and review. Comment on the web page. Uh, and just to tell a friend about us because that's how we end up growing our audience the most. So bye bye for now. <laughs> and listen to next week when we get another Jill say hello. <laughs> Put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. hear my weird words. <laughs> or you can hear Terry say, gotta go pee. <laughs> yeah. That sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com